It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's Thursday Night Live with the Baseball Together Podcast. I am Brad, and as always, for this dance party, I'm joined by our guy, Brig, on my left. How are you this evening, Brig? I am gleeful. How are you, Brad? <laughs> I'm great. Awesome. Gleeful. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's a good place good. to be. It is a good place to be. I'm very happy for you that you're gleeful. That's very good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we have some very interesting things to get into into tonight, Brig. One of them in particular, we have one Frederick Freeman. We talked about this a while ago, back when the news came out for this. That was interesting, uh, disturbing, I think is a, a word that we may or may not have used, um, yeah. that his agent did not present him with the final offer from the Atlanta Braves before he went over and signed with the LA Dodgers. Well... Yeah. One Doug Gottlieb, the man who broke that story via Twitter, and I think maybe through his rate on his radio show, I don't know for sure. But anyway, he has come out and said that is incorrect. That yep. did that's not how it went down. I'm gonna read this directly from Gottlieb himself. He said that he tweeted out an apology on Wednesday. He said, Upon further vetting of my sources, another way of saying upon further review. A review of the lawsuit filed against me in this manner and a direct conversation with Casey himself, Casey Close, he's Freddie Freeman's former agent. I have learned that the conduct I allege did not occur and that there is no credible basis for stating that it did. My ultimate investigation into this matter confirms that Casey Close did, in fact, communicate all offers to Freddie Freeman and the sources I relied on were incorrect in no uncertain terms. Wow. Wow. Yep. Now, I got to tell you, Brig, I, th- I think I brought this up before because one of the things I thought was really interesting about it is that Doug Gottlieb, a basketball guy first. Right. You did bring just, that up. Yeah. Not just a basketball guy, not just a basketball guy, but a college basketball guy first. Right. Yep. And so it was interesting. I do. So there's that tie to baseball. So he, I know that he'll talk baseball periodically. But I did think it was interesting that he had sources within baseball who would feed him this kind of information. Right. Well, so and if you the, remember, we talked to David Sampson about it, and he said, uh, no, this yeah. is a bunch of baloney. He yeah. said, there's no way, there's n- absolutely no possible way that this is mm-hmm. going to happen. So, yeah, especially since, um, <laughs> like, one of the things he talked about is that 
that players like to have kind of like a middleman, almost like a man inside, right? Somebody yeah. who they're cloaking kind of working other than just their end, which I thought was really interesting, but all, a whole lot of sense. Sure. Because th- there are some agents who have been accused of not exactly having their client's best interests in mind. So, And if you're not going to take care of yourself, nobody will. Exactly right. So a little built-in redundancy never hurt anybody. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly just, right. But, but I Samson think, also said that the teams would never have not communicated directly with the player to be sure. Like mm-hmm. direct yeah. communication between Freddie, Freddie Freeman and the Braves absolutely had to have occurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it makes sense too, especially if the front office is like, we want you to be a Brave, but this is the best so it's yeah, I agree the way that it has and, and the unfold. Um, I'm curious if there was a different reason fired. If this was not, if maybe there was some buyer's remorse part right after trip back. Anna, right. Yeah. So I, th- I that it was because of this. That this mm-hmm. had happened, and uh, also maybe he was just like I would have been willing to take less money and uh, and stayed. I know what it comes down to though ultimately with this is be aware where the news is coming from. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, it's coming from a same strange place, I want somebody else to correct it. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. That's a bingo. Is that how you say it? I think so. No, you just say bingo. Like <laughs> Baseball family, anyway. if you're watching, name that movie. Go ahead. Go ahead. I dare you. Absolutely. Some seeds in it. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, let's for a minute break. And with inflation, always conversation about Patreon. Yeah, that's right. Our inflation, our price, always the same. Five, ten, fifty tiers. You can get the bullpen cut and other benefits uh, for less cost every month than Brig pays for his bougie copying. Mm-hmm. Right. And it looks delicious, it is. but it is expensive. That's but anyway, <laughs> both are true. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So hop on to Patreon Baseball together and you can support the show. Um, let's talk about rules, Brig. Baseball rules okay. and the rules by which the game is played. Major League Baseball is going to be voting on rule changes for next year. Um, specifically, bigger bases, a pitch clock, and banning the shift. And when it comes down to banning the shift, there will be specific guidelines to prevent certain shifts, like... Uh, I think we talked about the pie slice in the minor in yeah. the minor leagues right now, right? Yeah, played directly on behind second base. You've got to choose a choose a side and go with yeah, it. And exactly. I think that one of the other guidelines they've been talking about is is cleats on the dirt. Is that yep. infielders can't play in the outfield? So yeah, that in particular. I, Which of these? I like de- that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I like the idea of banning the shift, but I do too. Yeah, I mean, there's the argument about just hit the ball, like play baseball. 
but I think it would. I think that ultimately the reason I like it is because it will result inevitably in a little bit more small ball that will speed up the game, that will increase the excitement and the pace, will feel faster and things like that. Even if it's not actually faster, even if what we end up with is a longer game by the clock because guys are moving around the bases more, it's going to feel like it's a faster paced game and that will be better. So I think the trade-off here is worth its weight in gold in theory. Obviously, we're going to see what it looks like in practice. we got to figure out what it's going to be like in real life. But right now, I support banning the shift for that reason. Eyes on eyes on the game, butts and seats. I totally agree with you because, um, I mean, basically what you said is there will be more base runners. You look at how often a ball is hit right at a guy, and it's like that's not the natural position. Like especially with the Astros with Jose Altuve, he's playing in such yeah. he's not playing second base. He's playing a yeah. shallow right field. Yeah. And there are so many balls that he's able to get to because he's playing so, so far back from his regular position that so many of the, those balls would get down. They would get by him. And that honestly, I feel like the Astros might be one of the ones who, would, who are going to suffer the most defensively from this. From Offensively, yeah. I mean, they'll probably be just fine. Right. Yeah, it's not gonna hurt them there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think their defensive stats will probably struggle. But there'll be a lot of teams who do just because they don't have guys positioned exactly where they want them to be. And it'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, how do you feel about bigger bases, Brig? Hold on, I gotta say one more thing oh, about sorry, the band, the shift. Um I it'll be really interesting to see how gold glove awards sh- change. Honestly, think about it. Think about it. Yeah. You have to play, you know, near at or near the pure position. You know, you're going to see more spectacular plays along with, you know, more misses and and base hits going up the middle and things like that. Like you're you're just going to see you're going to get the trade off. And that's what I'm excited about. I want to see these this gold glove thing is we're going to get a little bit of a return to glory on that. And I think they're going to be a little more hard earned, which will make them all the more special. I think you're right, and I think that because there's a stat, at least on Baseball Reference, that they use that like it's like range factor mm-hmm. defensively, you know. And I think that those numbers are going to have to change. Yeah, that we might end up seeing guys who have more range showing that off more than yeah. guys who who don't. And there's going to be kind of a sifting of the elite from the very good. So, yep, uh, that's, that's a great point. That that's thrilling point to me. That's exciting. Yeah it, yeah, it is. Make guys that's play actual make- defense. That's going to make Goldie look even better, honestly, and Arenado. And, you know, I think O'Neal Cruz is going to have a really good shot with his size to show off how big he is. And you get some speedsters out in the outfield. Like, man, it's going to be – there's going to be some exciting diving catches, et cetera. I'm pumped. Yep, Yep. for sure. So um, I feel like the pitch clock is something we – no, you're fine. The reason I skip over the pitch clock mostly is because I feel like we don't really notice it. Like – You've you've talked about how you've had it in minor league baseball, or you yeah you've seen it at the at the minor league park. Oh yeah, and sure. you see it during spring training, but you don't notice it. Mm. No, it's so an I don't think issue. that's going to be a big deal. But the bigger bases, do you think that'll be a big deal? For everything I've read is that the the that the bases aren't going to move. I I hate the idea of them moving closer than ninety feet unless it's going to be just this tiny little sliver of a margin. 
And what mm-hmm. they're what they're advocating is, if I remember right, it's only a couple of inches. Yeah, it's I think it's not, two inches on each side. Yeah, it's not three or four. If it was three or four, I would be up in arms. I would have a problem with it. Um, but anything two, two or less, I think is okay. Um, and I want to, but I don't want it to be hard, like set in stone. I want to, I want to pilot it for a year at the major league level. And I know they've been doing that in the minor leagues. But I don't think they have enough eyes on from the fan base, and I don't think they have enough data, honestly, from the players to really see what it's going to be like and how it's going to affect things at the major league level. Because we all can sit here and pretend that at the minor league level and in the South Atlantic League and whatever, that they are tracking the tiniest nuances the same way and with the same intensity and the number of, uh, you know, of coaches involved in every little teeny tiny detail like they do at the major league level but it's not true right Right. it's just not they don't have the staff for it they don't have the they don't have the time the developmental time to really spend on every little teeny thing so it is a game of inches it's going to come down to inches and this is going to play out i think probably more dramatically at the major league level than we've seen it and whatever the proofing has been at the minor league level. That's what I think. I think so too, because one thing they don't have on the minor league level either is big league speed. Yeah, no. They're like there are a few guys who will still like 80 bases in a minor league season and just because they're that much faster than everybody in anybody else's arm. But at the big league level, everybody's fast, at least to some degree. Well, for the most part. I watched I watched Casali run the other day for the Mariners. I was like, dude, I might be like that. <laughs> fast right now <laughs> i don't think kirk is that fast because alejandro <laughs> kirk's probably not yeah, that fast you're right but yeah. i'll tell you what guys like vogelbach move way faster than you think they do they do they do yeah it's astonishing but then you've got, so that you've got like the average speed and big in the big league level is higher than that of the minor league level but yeah. then your speedsters guys like o'neill cruz julio rodriguez sam haggard he's the name of Trey yeah. Turner just saying, yeah, like those guys are going to steal way more bases, and that's what we want. That's what we right. want to see, right? So, so uh, it'll be interesting I, to see. I don't it'll know, be yeah, it'll yep. be. I, I want a real data set with a real sample size, but I don't want them to get hung up on it being the best thing ever yet. We'll see, right? I, I will be excited though if stolen bases go through the roof because that'll just be absolutely amazing to watch. Yes. There are few plays in sports that are more exciting than a stolen base. Yeah. So yep, last yep, thing yep. we have last thing we have before <laughs> we get into the games is New York Met the New York Mets have put Max Scherzer on the IL. What a terrible time for that to happen. Oh, bro. Like the worst oh, time for that to happen. I'm so concerned. So first off, the Mets have let the Braves catch them. Yeah. They currently have a lead because they played a doubleheader and they swept and everything. But at the same time though, like at one point in the last 24 to 48 hours, they were tied with the Braves in the national league East. Yeah. 86 to 51. It was a clean tie. Yeah. So, um, now it's only a half a game. It's only a half a game right now because the Mets played that Pittsburgh doubleheader and now it's Mm -hmm. 87, 51 to 86, 51. Half a game. Yeah. So half a game. And so it's a left side injury for Scherzer. Yeah. Um, it's 15-day IL. The earliest he can return is September 19th. Um, but that could be enough for the Mets to, as we say, met the bed. As you say. Because the Braves are <laughs> yes. hotter than just about anybody right now. 
they're yeah. playing better baseball than anybody in the league right now. And it's true. I'm nervous they're going to be in Seattle this weekend. So, yeah, you should be. Let me tell you this, though. Uh, this is who. So let's give him all the way till the 20th, even. Let's just say the 19th or 20th, he's going to come back. Right. This is who they play. Marlins, 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 Cubs, 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 Pirates, 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 Pirates. And then on the 19th is the Brew Crew. So if it was going to happen, now's the time. It's the worst time chronologically, right? Like this late in the season, it's a big fat rut row. But with the schedule they have over that period of time, and you know, they put him on the 15 day and backdated it a couple of days. Yeah, they to did. Make sure. It was retroactive to the fourth. Of course it was. And they get the flexibility to do that because of the nuances in the schedule and all, all sorts of other reasons. But this is not something they're overlooking because they're, they're going to need to show up against Milwaukee. But, you know, and, and I know you don't want to be sleeping on any team on any given day. Anything can happen. But at the same time, three games against Miami, three games against Chicago, four games against Pittsburgh, all while Scherzer's out. It's just not as threatening as you might think. It's true. I will say the problem with the Cubs, though, that anybody can have is that the Cubs are not a good team, but they could still come out and beat anybody on a, any given day. They're they're one of those teams. They probably yeah. it's like they probably won't, but they could. You know, like I don't feel that way about the Pirates. Yeah. I don't feel that way about the Marlins anymore, or even the Reds anymore. But I feel that way about no. the Cubs because they're so strange. But it's kind of so, like I mean, that with the D backs right now. You're like, what? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They're not a good team, but you can't sleep on them because they can mm-hmm. still come out and beat you. Thumbs down tier. That's right. Not yes, poop. That is, thumbs down. That is the that's the <laughs> definition of the thumbs down tier. <laughs> maybe that'll be maybe next year we'll make that the sleeper tier, the sleeping emoji, the sleeper, because these teams yeah. are mostly asleep, but then they'll come, they'll wake up and they'll come yeah. beat you a game or two and then they'll go back yeah. to sleep. <laughs> Baseball family, if you don't know what we're talking about, on Tuesday we released our emoji tier episode of the podcast on the big show where we talk about it's our version of power rankings. And it comes out every month. And this this month, we we things moved hard this year or this month. So yeah, we usually keep times. the categories uh, evenly dispersed with eight teams here and three teams there and whatever. This was all over the place. <laughs> That's right. It was awesome. Yeah. It, it absolutely was. All right, let's get into this week's games of the week. Brig, you want to okay. lead us in and tell us about what's going on on Apple TV Plus on Apple- Friday night? Apple TV Plus, 8 p.m. Friday. That is tomorrow. Uh, Guardians, I can't believe I said that at the Twins, the Cleveland baseball team. It is. I maybe I'm they're breaking me down or something. I don't. Maybe I'm just tired. It's I don't been know what a it full is. Season. It's been. A, it's been like a year actually. I know, and I have only broken down like twice. <laughs> anyway, Cleveland's baseball team is going to play the Twins on Apple TV Plus. The game starts at 8 p.m. Friday the ninth. The Cleveland. Cleveland's baseball team, geez, is 80 and 65. <laughs> They're 80 and 65. They've gone three of seven in their last 10. The Twins, 68 and 67. They've gone four and six in their last 10. Uh, to me, this is like really interesting if you're desperate to see who is going to take the division in the Central. But otherwise, it doesn't matter. I don't right. feel like either of these teams really are a problem for anybody largely once we get into the playoffs and we're I don't think they're ALCS problems. It's a two yeah. game race. They're the Twins are only two games behind C- Cleveland and it's just 
it's that's it though. I think that's as exciting as it gets. Well, the other thing with this though is that the White Sox two, took two out of three against the Mariners earlier this week, which yeah. put them right back in the mix. Right. So both of these teams are really, I mean, obviously you want to win every game. They want to beat each other because they're in the race, but they've also got the White Sox breathing down their neck now. Yeah. Two games. Yeah. So I I think it's a pretty interesting, a pretty interesting series, but mostly just because um, whoever wins this race is going to play the sixth, the sixth seed, the last yeah. wild card team. So there's yeah. that. But this is the game I care about. This is the series I really care about this weekend at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. You've got the Braves at the Seattle Mariners. That game is also on Apple TV+. Plus. The Braves are 86-51. and 51. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. The Mariners are 77-68-2 and 68 and two in their last 10. So the Braves, like we talked about, they're sitting a half a game. Coming into today, sitting a half a game back of the Mets. They're really good, and I think this is a great test for both these teams, especially for the Mariners. See how they can do against top level talent, a top yeah. level team in Major League Baseball. It it could be kind of a foreshadow for how things are going to look in the playoffs because this is going to be a playoff atmosphere at Team. Oh Park. yeah, people people talk about playoff playoff atmosphere all the time, and this is it. This is going to be it, it for sure for both of these yeah. teams. So yeah, very exciting, very exciting series. I. Like I said, I'm obviously going to be watching because I'm a Mariners fan, but this is going to be a great series to watch this weekend. Well, and Seattle's a half a game up in the wild card race. They're they're sitting pretty, um, not comfortably, but they're in a spot where they could stay and make it to the playoffs right now. Yeah, especially since going into today, Baltimore's four and a half back of Toronto. Yeah. So they have five games on Baltimore. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> And they're very only behind Tampa it. Bay by a game. Yeah, and I'll take it. Oh, yeah, against Tampa Bay? It. Yes. Yeah, yep, for sure. And you know what? The Mariners play better on the road anyway. So take them on the road for the wild card. It'll be just fine. Totally. I'll be just fine. So, again, at uh, 7 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, they're playing baseball games now on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN+, Plus 7.05 tomorrow night is Rays versus Yankees. This is f- fabulous. This is fascinating stuff. The Rays are 77 and 58, 8 and 2 in their last 10, Mr. Brad. And then the Yankees are 83 and 54, but 5 and 5 in their last 10. And in case you're not paying attention, they are 5 games back. The Rays have only 5 games to make up to take the division from the Yankees in the AL East. The Yankees but, are driving the struggle bus. But, Brig, the Yankees, for those of you keeping track, have won four games in a row. Yeah. Is it four? I thought it was five. It, I believe it it's four? four. Yeah, they're okay. trailing right now, but with a good chance to pull ahead or tie the game uh, in the bottom of the eighth. But, no, they've, they won, yeah. they've won four in a row. And I don't know. Could be clicking. Could just be bad. The, really bad teams. The, I don't know. The Yankees. The remainder of the Yankees' uh, schedule is is fascinating because they're going to play the Rays, two games against the Red Sox, three games against the Brew Crew, two against Pittsburgh, four games against the Red Sox, three games against the Blue Jays, three against the Orioles, and then they're going to finish it out with four games against the Rangers. So. They and I mean, you could sit here and say, Oh, wow, the Yankees 
should win all those games and and you're right they should but at the same time <laughs> the, there's no guarantee the rays schedule obviously they play the yankees then they're going to play the blue jays in a four game set is it four or five one two three four five games wow. against the blue jays then they play texas then they play houston for three games then there's back they're back into another four game set against the blue jays then they're going to face Cleveland's ball club and then three more against the, the uh, Astros. And then they finish out three games against the Red Sox. So the, the Yankees, they have a chance to still keep the division theirs just based on their schedule. And with the injury stuff kind of coming out, I mean, DJ LeMahieu went down today, but Nestor Cortez came back. So nah, I don't deal. know how to feel. I don't know how to feel, Brad. <laughs> But the Rays, the Rays, if the Rays can dominate the remainder of their schedule, they may just deserve to win the division because of how hard their schedule is remaining. Yeah. I don't know. I just said that out loud. We, the Royal, we are offended. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to Saturday. Okay. Uh, okay. Regional coverage on Fox. This is based on your location, and uh, you can check your local listings to see who's playing whom in your area on your TV box. Uh, at 7 15 p.m., both these games, you've got the Angels at the Astros. The Angels are 60 and 77. Eight and two in their last 10, though. The Astros yeah. are 88 and 49, seven and three in their last 10. I feel like the way this is going, the Astros or the Angels could do the world a favor and beat the Astros a couple times in this series. Totally. They're playing. They're playing well right now. They're really playing yeah. well. Got Trout and Otani both playing amazing baseball, and yeah. anything can happen in this series. I feel like, especially with the division rivalry, you never totally. know. Totally, so there's that whole thing. The other game you've got Cleveland at the Twins. Uh, we already talked about that that series anyway. Some yeah. playoff implications, but at the same time, uh, not fantastic baseball. Um, two twenty uh, p.m. Though you've got the Giants at the Cubs on ESPN Plus. The Giants are sixty-five and seventy-one, four and six in the last ten. The Cubbies are fifty-seven and seventy, uh, two and ten or two and eight in their last ten. I mean, we talk fifty-seven and eighty. They're fifty-seven and eighty, not seventy. Eighty. They've lost oh, eighty games. Yes, yeah, they have. It's a rough wow. deal. That's bad. That's bad. Two and eight in two and eight in their last ten. Yeah, bro. Well, God, the, so I can't. I can't get over the Giants, though, Brig. I just can't get over the Giants. Oh, me neither. The meteoric fall from last year. Seriously. This team that won 108, 109 games, whatever it was, and now they're trying to get to seventy. Yeah, probably won't get to seventy wins this year. It's they're crazy. Twenty nine games back from the Dodgers, and that's a little bit unfair. But the Cubs are twenty three and a half games behind Cardinals. Sorry, Cubs fans. I had to tell you. I mean, you know, you know, they know they're aware. Cubs fans but... aren't 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 casual fans. Well, and the thing it's <laughs> in the Cubs. I'm sure Cubs fans are just like it had to be the Cardinals. Has to be the Cardinals. <laughs> and on Pujols' final year, and very likely Molina's final year, and we'll Wainwright. Wait, oh yeah, Wayno for sure. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. Go ahead and tell us about Sunday's games, Brig. So one thing you need to know about Sunday is all 18 Peacock games have been played. They are no longer under contract to show any more baseball this season. The September 4th game was it. So no more wake up in baseball. I apologize for that. 
Bummer. Not that it's my fault. Don't at me. Okay, so <laughs> two ten p.m. Uh, Cleveland's going to pay play the Twins on ESPN Plus. That's Sunday, September eleventh, and then seven p.m. Giants Cubs ESPN. Brad, my question for you is: What series are you most excited about? Super duh. Atlanta at Seattle, one thousand <laughs> percent, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, yeah. I almost, you know, I thought about instead of going um, last week or a couple weeks ago, whenever it was that I went up and watched uh, watched Cleveland play Seattle, I considered actually going to this series, but right. the way that my time off with work worked out, it just made actually a lot more sense to go the other time, and it worked out because you know each year a weekend. So that was I was cool. just gonna say, like, how do you beat that? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is that like, growing, you know, everybody grew up watching TBS, so I grew up totally. naturally. Is my the Braves were my National League team, um, always have been my entire life. I could, up until a couple years ago, I could give you one through nine and all starting five pitchers for the ninety five, ninety six Braves, right? Yeah. And so was... seeing the Braves in Seattle would have been like a bucket list item for me. Yeah. For sure, but like I said, work didn't work out that way. But what what series are you watching this weekend, Brig? Yankees Rays. Yeah, that's what I figured. Easy. I figured. Our teams have a lot going on with the playoffs right now with this playoff push. These are big series, yeah. and baseball family, your team probably does too. Yeah, if you're honestly. not paying attention. You really should be paying attention now because getting to be a big deal, big old pickle. Big deal. I think that the Dodgers mathematically will clinch this weekend. Probably. I mean, honestly, and yeah. that's that's nuts. It is early September, and we're like, well, let's just give it to them. <laughs> Going into today, they had a 19-game lead on the Padres. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good, por- it's a good portion of the season, Brig. <laughs> um, yeah. I think they played each other 19 times, right? <laughs> <laughs> they might have like something like that <laughs> i think so actually yeah division really series, yeah division games yeah, yeah for sure yeah. but the baseball family oh don't gosh. forget you can support the podcast we talked about patreon before but another way you can and support your mouth is by going to schnookseatery.com and using code btpod at checkout briggs got smokehouse barbecue those are fan freaking tastic they are coming they really up are on the inside lane for me to becoming my favorite my favorite flavor i love Whoa. them so much i downed so a package good. yesterday they're so good they're so good so like i said use code btpod at checkout to save 10 percent and support the podcast tell them about the shop real quick brick listen we have a shop and it's got stuff on it it's all baseball stuff and it's on a shop it's at nine plus you spell it out n-i-n-e-p-l-u-s-u-s.com Nineplusus.com. I'm wearing my official baseball together t-shirt for the podcast. This hat says Yagu. That's how you pronounce it. It means baseball in Korean, and that's part of our KBO collection. Go check it out. The end. For show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. Subscribe on the YouTubes and anywhere you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode because you don't want to miss a thing in the words of Aerosmith. Uh, but baseball family, thank you again for joining us. We will catch you next week.